Welcome to a live and active life, broadcasting encouragement to live your daily life with God's help and inspiration to reach for more of God by faith. Join Brenda Wolf for today's practical insights. If you've ever experienced sadness in the holidays, you know how hard it is to jump into cheer and celebration when your heart is hurting. Sometimes sadness is because life is hard all year. Sometimes it's filled with losses, bad news, declining health, broken relationships. At times, you can't even pinpoint why you feel sad. Melancholy lingers even when you are grateful for many blessings. But Christmas is still going to come. So if you are sad, how do you get through the holiday sadness? There's a reason why we celebrate Christmas and Thanksgiving each year. It's because God cares. The person who chooses to believe this, even when their heart is breaking, receives from God. Psalm 34 verse 18 says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. God makes it His business, His priority, to love and tenderly care for those who are in this sad state, brokenhearted, crushed in spirit. He is a professional when it comes to triage, and you are His priority. Why? Because He loves you deeply and He wants to help. God cares about holiday sadness, too. He can teach you a lot about managing sadness. Think of it this way. Jesus has two names that are linked, but they're almost like opposites. Man of joy and man of sorrow. You can imagine how joyful he was as he spoke everything into existence at creation. From the clear blue ocean, to flowering green meadows, to towering majestic mountains, to powerful bounding animals, to delicate transparent blossoms, and even a flavor-packed juicy strawberry. But then, consider how filled with sorrow he must have been as he saw the devastating effects on his once-perfect world and his own dear children when they fell into sin. Jesus knew how to live with the tension of both joy and sorrow. When Jesus lived on this earth, he was ever-present in the celebration of life while simultaneously participating in human sorrow. He joined the human condition by becoming one of us. Jesus was born into the human race and experienced the full spectrum of our joys and sorrows. He was even tempted in every way that we are, but without sin, according to Hebrews 4 verse 15. Yes, Jesus became a baby, and that's why we celebrate Thanksgiving and Christmas, because God cares. So what do you do with losses? Well, let's talk about them. How can you accept them and go on? How do you rebuild when you feel that your sorrow is still so sharp? What do you do with sadness in the holiday season? I'm going to pull from Scripture to provide some practical examples of people who also experienced losses, even despair. Let's start with the Apostle Paul. 
He had many terrible things happen to him, and I'm guessing he didn't like most of them. In fact, he tipped his cards when he said that he was under such great pressure inside, beyond his ability to bear, that he despaired of life itself. That's recorded in 2 Corinthians 1 verse 8. Okay, that's serious. And it's coming from the great Apostle Paul. It doesn't sound like the guy who talks so much about, Rejoice, I will say it again, rejoice. Philippians 4.4 4. Paul was practicing authenticity by talking about his sadness and discouragement. He was being honest, counting the severe cost of living in a broken world while living for Jesus. Truly, however, Paul was doing both. He was in the habit of rejoicing in all circumstances, and he was in the habit of being transparent about how hard life can be. This is a healthy, balanced person who has come to terms with life and still has a good dose of hope. This kind of individual knows that joy and sorrow run alongside each other for much of life's journey. They join the man of joy, who is also the man of sorrow. This helps them live in God's reality, even in a broken world. Accepting this is a huge leap into strength. So what about sadness in the holiday season? After much thought, sorrow, and prayer, Paul decided that God would make up his losses in some miraculous way. This is the point where Paul's suffering and grieving began to shift. This is where he applied positive steps that kept him healthy. He accepted that he would not see those restorations right away, necessarily. Yet he also identified something else that was incredibly important, even more important than his sufferings. He realized knowing Jesus Christ and sharing life with Him is more critical than anything else. Whether or not he felt it, he chose to have Christ. Paul figured out that nothing else is more valuable in life ever. So he went after that with all his might by faith. The same principle is for you and for me. As you walk through sadness in the holiday season, be courageous and accept that you might not see restorations of some things now. Remember, in your sufferings, Jesus Christ is sharing your life with you. That means He's sharing your sufferings with you. You have a companion. He lives in you if you believe on Him. And you can live your life in His reality much more deeply and fully than by your doubts and feelings. Draw close to Jesus and receive His life and His healing. One redemption of his sufferings and losses is the millions of people that Paul has encouraged over the centuries. You may have a small circle, but you can encourage others in their losses by how you choose to trust Jesus in your own losses. It's like setting the pace for those you care about. A good runner endures the pain of training, makes the sacrifices, and chooses healthy options so they can run a strong, solid race. You can run a strong race. You can inspire others. 
In Philippians 3, verse 8, Paul says, What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I've given all things up. Then in Philippians 3.12, he says, I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. And then finally in Hebrews 12.1 is the verse to throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race that is marked out for us. You have a race to run. Paul knew that Jesus would make up to him everything he'd lost in this broken life, so he trusted God with abandon and with resolve. He believed that God super-cared about him with deep eternal love. This man accepted the man of joy, man of sorrow, as his best friend, his dearest companion, his Savior and God. And he trusted every word that came out of God's mouth as he simultaneously suffered to the point that he even despaired of life itself. There's another testimony of a person who was very familiar with sadness. This man had a lot of hardships through his life too. His words also help with sadness in the holiday season. He had sorrow. He struggled with depression. He even had some weird things happen to him. Yet he began to see how God interfaces with people as they experience sorrow, loss, and suffering. This man was David, the shepherd, king, and psalmist, who said what we quoted earlier in this episode, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Psalm 34, 18. That principle David penned in his sufferings is for you as you work through to manage your holiday sadness. Jesus is close to your broken heart. He promises to save you and heal you as you experience the crushing of your spirit. Please believe this. Hold on to it. Draw close to God and let Him comfort your heart during the holidays. To receive His comfort, you need to open up and receive it by faith. That doesn't make everything go away. It allows you to receive His comfort. Later in history, the prophet Isaiah said that Jesus, the Christmas baby, would come. He would come to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Isaiah 61, 1-3 Jesus, man of joy, man of sorrow, wants to comfort you. He wants to provide for you. He wants to give you a crown of beauty instead of ashes, to anoint you with His oil of joy this Christmas and bless you with his garment of praise. Will you let him do these things for you even as you walk through holiday sadness? You can find the miracle of amazing grace, satisfying joy, and abiding peace that coexists alongside your sadness. There is still reason to rejoice.
Jesus really cares about your losses, your depression, your heart, and your sadness in the holidays. He wants to help you through in healthy ways. He also wants you to make good decisions, good choices about being a healthy person. If you will trust Him and wait on Him, He will heal your hurting heart and give you hope again. You can have an alive and active life, even with holiday sadness. Hold tightly to the Lord this Christmas. You've been listening to Brenda Wolf with Alive and Active Life. Visit our website at www.aliveandactivelife.org. Your web-based home for resources, including books and e-books, libraries of articles, podcasts, shareable images, and more as you navigate life's challenges and issues. Sign up on our email list to stay current with the tools you need to be the person God designed, living an alive and active life.